Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta. And this morning we have Matthew back with us replacing Lawson. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good to have you here. How good are to, you? Good to be here. Thank you, Danuta. And good morning, friends of Australia. It's good to see you this morning. That's right. You know, unfortunately, Lawson can't make it today, so Matthew is replacing. But many of you are probably familiar now with Matthew, he's been filling in a little bit the last two to three weeks. So you're getting really familiar with his voice and he's getting familiar with you. Hey, um, you know what I'm grateful for? We like gratefulness, don't we? So, you know, I, I, I was home last night and hubby came home and he was all excited and he had this bag and he opened this bag and he said, I have bought you a dress. Nice. Now, this is the first time my hubby has bought a dress on his own for me in almost 15 years that we've been married, as in on his own. And it was just so exciting. He said he saw it on the mannequin. He said it it, it looked like it was me, like, you know, the mannequin, like the head would have been <laughs> without hair like me. But he's like, that was all you. He said it had your name on it. So he bought it and it looked perfect. It was the right size and everything. I sent the picky to my sisters. They're just like cracking good, like, you know. So um, I'm really grateful for a happy hubby. He was a gift-giving hubby yes. who loves me a lot and has done, yeah, just he just he really hit the spot last night, so, so that was great. So what are a, you grateful for? Well, first off, I thought I'd acknowledge um, Keith, so that's brownie points to him for that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we don't call brownie points, but anyway, he's made me happy. Just, you know, just that was just really beautiful. What are you grateful for this morning? So you won't believe it. Um, got two things you know, come to mind. So I'm grateful for revived kind of restoration feeling this morning. And the reason for that is castor oil. Castor oil? Yes. What's castor oil got to do with it? Well, Matthew's worked about seven, eight years uh, at Costco, and castor oil wrap has helped reduce the swelling in my lower back. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm glad we got real coverage today, because one thing uh, that we have in common with uh, God is his prayer is always open, as opposed to Optus. Absolutely. No, that's great, isn't it, in every way. And coming up on our show today, we're going to have an interview with Lewis Stretton. He's going to tell us his testimony as in his story of how he found Jesus. In our new segment, we're talking about No Laughing Matter, which will be fascinating. In our Bible study time, we're going to continue on mission and we're looking at a picture of the early church. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It has come time for us to have our first quiz question for today, our fifth to last one for this week. As we mentioned to you yesterday, we decided here yesterday that because of the hiccup that um, was Australia-wide with Optus and that affected, of course, our live streaming across Australia, as well as the day before there was hiccups, we were not sure why as well with our live stream partway through the show, we decided that you'll be able to, we're going to be giving away not one, not two, but three cookies books today when we have the draw at quarter to nine. So take it away please with our quiz question and we'll tell you more about the the prize at the end of this question. Gladly to do that. So our question friends is King Nebuchadnezzar had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego cast into what? King Nebuchadnezzar had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego cast into what? Yeah, good question. Text us in on 0491064669 and you'll go into the draw for 
The Revive Cookbook Number 8. That is by Jeremy Dixon. A fabulous cookbook on healthy recipes and quick recipes. I love his recipes. Don't you show like that? Go, they're really quick recipes that don't take a long time. If you're not somebody that likes to be in the kitchen a long time or not at all, but you want to start learning, the exciting thing is that the easy recipes and a flavoursome, they are vegetarian, um, some are vegan, but most importantly, they are really healthy plant-based recipes. And this cookbook particularly has over 50%, just over 50% uh, of uh, dessert recipes that are yum, 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 yummy. So especially if you have a sweet tooth and you want to have a healthier option for that, um, the Revive Cookbook. So the more you text in, the more times you go in the draw to actually win the cookbook. That question again, King Nebuchadnezzar had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego cast into what? Text us in on 0491-064669. Hey, we want to shout out this morning to Wakery in South Australia on 87.6 FM. Hey, Wakery. Do you know where Wakery is? It sounds like a place that doesn't sleep. Oh, <laughs> wake. Yeah, you're thinking of wake, <laughs> staying wake. Wake, wake. So Wakery is in the Riverland region in South Australia. It is uh, around about two to two and a half hours just out of Adelaide. I used to actually work there years and years ago now um, when I started as a speech pathologist oh, okay. and I was living working in the Riverland Community Health Services there that was right part of the hospital as well, servicing five towns. So there's Loxton, Renmark, Barmra, Berry, and Wakery. That's all considered part of the Riverland region. They grow a lot of grapes. They're a beautiful area there on the River Murray as well. Um, great place to go for, yeah, trip on houseboats if anyone wants to visit. But tell us what you love about Wakery, if you've travelled through there or if you are living there, how long you've lived there, what you love about there. Um, yeah, text us in on 0491-064-669. We would love to hear from you because we love hearing from all of our listeners right across Australia. Um, and you would make our, our day if we hear from you. <clears throat> Okay, this morning, good news. We love good news again. We say that every morning, don't we? We love laughter as well. We do lots of laughing here. So here's some really great news from the US. Okay, Butler University, which is part of, um, it's, it's a university in Indianapolis. Um, basically, you know, um, well, Indianapolis itself, let me just find this, is actually one of the largest city, Indianapolis is one of the largest and most dynamic, um, um, you could say cities in the, uh, US that is on the, the Midwest kind of side. And basically this university, catch this, is actually creating a two-year debt-free college. Wow. Isn't that super? Now I know, like down the road where you're you're studying and where Lawson's studying, you know, down the road from us here from our show um, studio, Avondale University, uh, Saint Davenis University, which is uh, in Kurumbong, has this year, of course, had um, no fees for students that are their first year. Um, if they are coming in, there's no fees for them with accommodation and food, which is fantastic, okay? Absolutely fantastic, and it's attracting people. Fabulous, fabulous college. It is actually scored really high within Australia on uh, what the students have felt about their experiences 
there. Do you love it there? Oh, fantastic. What I do mean, you particularly love about Avondale? I love the fact that our house is on Central Road. <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember you saying that. But also, don't you love the fact that what I loved when I was going through there is that the lecturers give this really strong personal approach in every way. They're, now, very, they're very supportive, actually. Very um, supportive. Dr. Eric Puni. Um, he's very supportive even of the Islander community, which I'm of, even though I was born in Australia. So just love the, the support from the lecturers. Absolutely, absolutely fabulous lecturers. Shout out to our lecturers at Avondale University, all the lecturers that are there, and our beautiful Vice-Chancellor, Kerry, who is, Kerry Lee, who's there as well. So, look, M- M- Butler University in Indianapolis has created this debt-free, starting next year, basically. It's a facility that they want to continue, you know, so it's for those who are doing the associate degrees, and then they can continue on to actually going to a bachelor's degree. And here's the exciting thing too, that their path means that afterwards with the bachelor's degree, the flat rate will be around... Uh, around $10,000, which is in, in US, compared to the normal fees that would be 45000 US, which when we compare that, that's like close to a hundred grand a year. Shell, is that kind of the right with the, with the exchange rate? Now, here's the thing. The question is like, well, why are they doing this? Why are, why are they doing this? Now, what we do know is that here on the show on Faith FM, we've actually been, um, talking a lot, particularly Pastor Justin Lawman about the massive of debt of, um, you know, in the trillions um, that the U.S. has, but on top of that about how living in the U.S. has become extremely expensive. So this is going to be a win-win situation. But here's the thing. Here's the particular reason why they are doing this. The, the Butler University was actually founded in 1855 by an abolitionist. Um, and in other words, for somebody that was, um, you know, trying to abolish slavery. slavery. Um, and so he, you know, this was the school, the, the university was designed to actually encourage people of all races, all walks of life to be able to make it accessible to everyone, which I love that. Inclusive. I absolutely love that. And so they've actually, the committee and the president, James Danko, is the one that this is what he says. We were not living out our founder's dream. So this is from Good News Network. He says this. We were not living out our founder's dream that set in motion a lot of conversation and discussion about how you would deliver a degree. What would the type of student look like? So they've gone back to their very original roots of the university starting, starting, and they're going, hey, we've actually, by what, what has happened here, we've actually uh, not made it accessible and easy for those who normally wouldn't be able to go to university but have got the brains to go. Yes. Um, to or, or, actu- the, or the potential, or the desire. Potential, potential desire to be to learn and to grow and to be taught um and so that's the exciting thing and um so the fact that so you know how will they continue on with the programs that should be funded by donations um and different um you know what do they call it uh sponsorships Sponsors, yeah. that kind of thing and so I, I love that, you know, that they're doing it. And, the, and he says the model is the come to believe model. Um, and uh, the president says this again, Danko. He says the come to believe model was not only an initi- initiative in its approach, but it also has proven outcomes resonating deeply with the Butler's original mission. Now, here we've been talking a lot about mission at Faith FM. We believe strongly in mission. And they're going, this is our mission statement. We've wavered from that. We've wavered from our founder. And I love that. And when I actually looked up a bit more about the university, here's some of the key things that they actually said. 
Cool. They're committed to fostering a transformative learning environment when you go to their website. But it says they're about diversity, equity and inclusion, mm-hmm. which is so exciting, good. isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, just hearing how that you're sharing, Danuta, that they're making these things accessible, especially from those from disenfranchised areas like who are challenged socioeconomically. So if those were from poorer backgrounds... Now they have the opportunity to come in because the finances are taken care of. That's, at least that's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And, you know, my mind went to the fact that, you know, when we think of Jesus and the, sto- the gospel story, you know, Jesus paid our debt for us. Absolutely. He's made us debt-free from sin Beautiful. because he died on the cross for each one of us, you know. And like with this university, that it's, they're wanting them to make it accessible to everyone the gospel is free and accessible to everyone. So lift Jesus our loves us. Sorry? Lift our burdens? Yeah. I mean, yeah, burdens are lifted at Calvary, aren't they? And so the beautiful thing is that, you know, the gospel is free. All we need, and, and the beautiful thing, Jesus has paid the price. Jesus paid it all. There's that song as well. You know, and the thing is that all we need to do is choose to respond to him. May you choose today that you'll respond to him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Matthew's replacing Lawson this morning. We're grateful that you are here. Matthew, can you give us our next quiz question, please? Thank you, Dibita, surely. So our next quiz question is, what four animals in Revelation 6 were coloured, and one of these colours, each, white, red, black, and pale? Mm-hmm. So I'll just read that again. It kind of threw me off a bit. So what four animals in Revelation 6 were coloured? One of these colours, each white and... Red, black and pale. So that question again, what four animals... It's a curly one there. So what four animals in Revelation 6 were coloured? One of these colours, each of them were a different colour and one was white, one was red, one was black and one was pale. What was the animal? That's what we're looking for. 0491-064-669. Text us in your answers and you will go in the drawer for the great cookbooks that we have. Revive cookbook number eight coming in. Hey, we have some really quick quiz, um, text coming in, jumping right on in. Suzanne says, way to go. Oops, jumping, lots, lots jumping this morning. Can I move that? It's gone from me. There it goes. Way to go, Keith. This is from Suzanne. Way to go, Keith. Glad the dress suited you. Danuta, what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing to do. He knows you very well. Thanks, Suzanne. Agree very much. Yes, um, suited me well and he knows me very well. Thanks for that. And she also says, again, Suzanne says, castor oil has amazing properties, well worth researching and using topically. Great. Love. Let us know, Suzanne, what you use the castor oil for too. It seems like you know a fair bit with that as well. Chris says, it's free accommodation, but students must purchase the meal package. Okay. That was about Avondale University. That, that accommodation was free this year for the students. Thanks for clarifying that, Chris. And we're having heaps of answers. That last one is just like bang, bang, like just loads even though it was curly with what we were asking that question, uh, the quiz question about the four animals. What are the four animals that are one's white, one's red, one's black and one's pale in Revelation 6? Um, it's jumping all over the place because we're getting loads of answers. 0491 is our thing. Where are we going with our new segment today, Matthew? Absolutely. Now, as we were sharing earlier, this is no laughing matter, uh, Danuta. Mm. It's because it's related to laughing gas. Oh, laughing gas. Absolutely. So it's nitrous oxide. Mm-hmm. And usually when I ever hear the word nitrous oxide, I'm always thinking about NOS, 
like something you put into cars to make it faster. Oh. But no, in fact, this is classed as a criminal act now in the UK. Wow. So mainly in England. Now, guess how long you can be sentenced for if you're found to be a distributor of nitrous oxide? Tell us. It's 14 years jail time. True. Wow. And what is, what's their reasoning for that as well? That's, I mean, and it's obviously, you know, nitrous oxide that in itself, when you think of that, um, yeah, is, is, is a chemical that if you're putting that into your body, obviously it's doing its own bit of damage, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, what I'm concerned about is how you hear about these addictions usually associated with uh, drugs in terms of painkillers. Mm. Now, we associate laughing gas with hospitals and they use that to you know, numb pain. Yes. And obviously, one of the side effects is a person is usually in excessive hysterics and laughter. So in this case, it's affecting the ages between 16 and 24-year-olds. True. So it's a younger demographic. And one of those drugs that's been out for a while now is vaping. Mm. And now here's, right. here's another sort of inhalant. Mm. Now it's this nitrous oxide. Now here's a comment from this lady now about liability. It's a quote here from Premier Christian News. It says, They would potentially be liable if they were permitting the use of a Class C drug on their premises, so on the being. So it's something that youth workers very much need to be aware of. We work with children, young people, but also youth workers, teachers, parents, carers, so we're very keen to make people aware of these changes. Now, this lady named Ella, she says that the drug is most popular today among older teens and young people in the 16, 24-year-old bracket, and she believes that educating the young people about the risks of drug use is the key. So... You're saying it's not as harmful as those other serious drugs, mm. but like vaping, and it started small, but it's starting to take traction and spread. Now, we know that in these last days, depression is on the rise, suicide is on the rise, so a lot of these kids are resorting to these, sadly, these coping mechanisms, and it's usually these kind of chemical substances. So it's quite a shock uh, to see that another additional sort of thing that we take for granted, you know, we associate it with hospitals, is now taking traction with young people. Mm. And it's really interesting to think that it's the 16 to 24-year-olds particularly that are being impacted. And a question arises in my mind is I wonder why. I wonder why these young ones particularly, apart from the fact that at that age a lot of, you know, young ones can like to experiment with different things and peer pressure is a bit of a thing too. But here's the thing. Here we are two years on after, almost two years on after COVID. And COVID, like you you touched on it, you know, that, you know, depression that that at, you know COVID had its own p- impact on people in different ways oh, and absolutely. for that for that age group particularly connectedness is a real key and important factor for them isn't it social life socializing and that that was like when you think of the UK um, yeah they they of course were in lockdown for a long time um, long, long time. And so I wonder whether some of this is the effect of even of, of that going on. But not nitrous oxide, here's the other thing too, the impact of it, it actually slows down your brain and your body responses. Oh, wow. So... You know, depending on how long people are using it and how frequently, when you think of the fact of the effect of what it actually can actually have when it's being inhaled, you know, it gives that, that feeling of euphoria. Um, escapism. Escapism. Like, you know, for some people that take drugs, you know, with speed and things like that, those sort of things are like a, an escaping thing or dealing with pain that hasn't been dealt with. There's a whole range of reasons. And we just want to say here that on Faith FM, we're not, not judging anyone. We're just saying this is an area of concern 
um, you know, it also provides, you know, the, the, the nitrous oxide gives relaxation and calmness and that's where you then get the, the, the giggles, you know, with the laughing gas and stuff like that. So it is a real concern and it's great to hear that, that they're actually doing something about that in the UK. Great news. It is. And what I like about this particular report, uh, because it's from Premier Christian News, there's a little prayer here that they've written. So I'd like to read Beautiful. that prayer. It says, Lord, give wisdom to all these all those responsible, or for, I'm sorry, I'll read it again. Lord, give wisdom to all those responsible for guiding and equipping young people, both inside and outside the church. We pray for youth workers, teachers, parents, and older friends and siblings. Lead our young people not into temptation, but into truth and fullness of life in you. Amen. Oh, what a beautiful prayer. Absolutely. And there's these two verses that come to mind. The one that Jesus says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's mm. John 8, verse 32. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said also in John 14, verse 6, I am the way. The, the truth, truth and, and the, the life. life, yeah. So find that freedom in Jesus, friends. Absolutely. And I love that the f- prayers for those that are looking out for them in every way because, um, you know, when, when our young people particularly, when all of us, but particularly our young people have the right support systems and Christian support systems especially as well, Absolutely. you know, and they are, they are loved unconditionally because, you know, so much of the, there is loneliness in the world and unconditional love is, is hard to find sometimes these days as well. And so the thing is that, you know, this is a really important aspect. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Matthew, it's come time for our next quiz question, please. I do, with more confidence this time too. You know, Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> My screen just went blank on me earlier. So I'll read the first three too. That first one was King Nebuchadnezzar had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego cast into what? That was that first one. Second one is what four animals in Revelation 6 were colored one of these colors each? White? Red, black, and pale. Now, this last one is fill in the blank. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as blank, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as blank. So, your reference there, friends, is in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. That's Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Okay, and it has come time for us to do our interview this morning with Lewis. Lewis, welcome on board today. We're glad to have you here in our studio in person. We are so excited you are here. Where are you from? Welcome, welcome, Lewis, and where are you from? So I'm from the lovely land of Kurumbong. So just, uh, love, yeah, it's not too far down the coast. It's yeah, so you might be familiar with the exit at Morissette, so 10 minutes from there. So Lovely. Yeah, so that we were talking earlier before you came into about Avondale University a little bit. So Avondale University is in Kurumbong, so that, that's, that's really fabulous. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Like Matthew knows you really well, so he'll be probably leading some of, some of this um, time with you as well. But you two both know each other. How did you both meet? And then um, we'll let Matthew keep kicking off with some of the uh, asking about your story. Yeah, gladly. So I can... Add a little segue here for that. We've got a, one common familiar friend that we have, who I studied with. It's uh, Jaden Green in theology. And he introduced me to you because I think you guys went to school together. Is that right, Louis? Yeah, so I went through, oh, just trying to think, pretty much from year one till year 12 with Jaden Green. So I'm very, yeah, for, um, yeah good friends with Jaden. And obviously, yeah, through Jaden, I was able to meet Matto through, at the college and, yeah, we've been best friends since then. So Absolutely. That's fabulous. So are you studying at Avondale as well, are you? 
Um, uh, for me, I actually study at Newcastle, but because I live in the Kurumbong yeah. area, I've, I'm very familiar with a lot of the locals and a lot of the students down there. So That's fabulous. That's fabulous. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, have you always been a Christian? So no, I've only been a Christian since 2017 now, so it's coming on... Oh gosh, how's my maths going? So three, so it's about seven years. It was in October twenty nine. So it's just like, if, yeah, that's when I was baptized. But um, yeah, it's been, yeah, I definitely haven't had the privilege of knowing Christ all my life. So I've, it's been something that I've, yeah, the last yeah, seven years I've really, yeah, quite, I've grown into in my Christian walk, and it's been yeah, quite the journey. So. So tell us a little bit about that part before you were baptized. How did you come to know the Lord? Tell us your story. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. I've been most of my life I've known about a God. I, I guess I've come from a what you call a non-practicing Catholic um, household. So I've I was familiar with God and who he like that he was existed and that there was Jesus Christ His Son and that He died for us. But for me, I never really had a personal relationship with him I never really kind of understood like that he actually was interested in who I was and that we actually had any real like connection besides that obviously it was it was nice to know someone would die for me but it's obviously another thing to actually know that the person who did so but um obviously I've yeah the, the there's a ser- series of circumstances that like led me to actually consider Jesus and I guess it's kind of it, the way I would trace it back would be I uh, it all started for a series of, yeah, well, a very unfortunate series of where I was. I went through bullying and depression, and it caused me to question a lot about who I was and my identity and yeah, exactly where I was going in life. Because yeah, I feel like I don't know. Without Jesus, I was kind of looking at a very well dark and yeah, dark. I was, yeah, my brain went to very dark places, and I didn't really have much confidence in myself and where I actually God wanted the. Well, where I was supposed to be in this world, so. Wow, that's beautiful. So, um, Louis, um, what was the pivotal point that brought you into making a decision for Jesus? Like, was there any particular person that was, you know, walking with you in your journey, or was it was an event that took place that, say, for instance, I know uh, some speaker coming to, to do your school, or did you did you go to church somewhere and heard something about Christ a lot more? Because I guess what I'm hearing from you, Jesus was. Just a cliche. It wasn't something meaningful until you needed him. Mm, no, uh, there was one particular event. So it was just after I did my trial exams, and I was yeah, I was very, not in a very good place at all. I was yeah, well, I think my brain was probably in a, yeah, wasn't thinking like there was much future left for me, and, and I was kind of yeah, there was suicidal thoughts and other things like that, and I. And I, it was just at that moment though that I was invited to um, come to a to a, one of the big camps that um not one of the yeah I think it was big camp I'm not yeah don't take my word on it because I it was around October so I'm not sure if that's exactly right but it was a camp nonetheless and I was actually no it was in April sorry it was big camp so, but um yeah I was invited by my mate Jaden and he would yeah it, I'd been getting fairly close with him that that year and he'd been. Yeah, it's just been looking after me and saw that I might have needed yeah some company because I don't know the worst thing you can do for someone who's going through depression or do, like just to leave them by themselves to their own thoughts. So, and yeah, I came to this this big camp and 
I don't know, like it was it was just a completely foreign atmosphere. Everything felt so yeah, like everyone seemed very happy and uplifted and and it kind of it made me like start to yeah, bring my my spirits up and I don't know, the longer I stayed there, the more I started to yeah, see there was something different about these people and the way that they lived and then I also when the the camp meetings which is kind of was what the turning point for me, I I noticed that yeah, the speaker, there was so much purpose in life and the way that he, he talked about Jesus, it, it it really um it touched my heart and I just from there I kind of like, Well, maybe this Jesus he loves me too, you know, he actually oh, wow. has a purpose for me as well and yeah, I was luck very fortunate that I was able to yeah, talk to my mate Jaden about it and, and other people too and they all encouraged me to in this and that I had a purpose and that they were going yeah, that I Jesus actually died for me too, and that he wanted to know me. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's really powerful. I was just going to say for our listeners who don't know what Big Camp is, um, and we have mentioned it here a few times at Faith FM, Big Camp is where the Seventh-day Adventists here within um, within the northern part of New South Wales come together once a year. Well, in each state we have this in different times, but Big Camp is where the Seventh-day Adventists have like a big uh, convention camping time. There's about up to 3,000 people that come together of all age groups, and we have it for together for about you know 10 days or so and so it's a really spiritually uplifting time like you mentioned which is powerful and I'm just loving what what you're sharing in that space and yes yeah, so Louis, I'm just thinking um just also before that that event you said you went to the big camp and the speaker that you heard you how was your home life as well if you don't mind me asking well my home life was I, I it's hard to compare it to how others home lives would be but for me it was I don't know, I think most of the time at home I did have a supportive family, but I think it was very hard for me. I think when you go through these d- things like depression, you kind of isolate yourselves and you, yeah, I was very, I felt, dis- I mean, I think I was just disconnected from everyone and at home I kind of withdrew from family and, and just wanted to be alone. So I, if home life was, I don't know. It was, was, it, was it a stable family? Like My family has... Had gone has gone through a little bit. For, um, we had we did previously to, yeah. I think it was in year ten. I my mum and dad went through divorce, and I don't know. There was a lot of uncertainty about th- um, what that life would look like, and I don't know. Being the oldest son, I tried to be yeah supportive to both sides, and I think uh, yeah, it's been, it's it was something that uh, had caused a little like a somewhat of a. Yeah, it's a, like it didn't. It made me feel a little bit less certain of where I stood with everything in like life and exactly, yeah, why, yeah, where I belong. So, yeah. so when you went to that big camp and you heard the speaker, do you believe that that made a big impact on you and how you felt in that family environment? You know, um, your, the love of Jesus was more sufficient than what you identified with, say, with mum and dad. Yeah, well, the, that's the thing. I think the love of Jesus is something that is is deep and broad, and it's more than I could ever ask of anyone in this world i i mean I'm a, i do my mum and dad have raised me the best they could and they've given me as much as they can but mm. at the end of the day like mm. jesus knows my heart and he was actually able to touch and reach it where it need like where i was at and what those concerns that i had each and and it's yeah it's something that i yeah you can't explain sometimes you know that god's grace works in mysterious ways and it was able to yeah uphold me and 
it gave it gives me that confidence and understanding that I needed to, to deal with that problem. So absolutely, that's powerful. Love what you're saying there with that. And so something that also jumped out at me is earlier at the start you mentioned about the fact that you know you had um, you know some depression and that you were struggling with your identity. And the other one that you just said, you know, about your parents once they actually split up about them, um, just that you weren't quite sure then where you belonged. And so identity and belonging are important to, to us as human beings, aren't they? And, and just interested, can you let us know what is it that you have found, particularly in that, those spaces too, since you've given your heart to Jesus? How are you, you know, with your identity and sense of belonging? Where's that at? Well, since I found Jesus, I think the fact is I, I know that I have a church family that I belong to. I, I know that I have a Father in heaven who is always there and is, is always caring and always wanting the best for me. And, mm. and each step of the way, I, I never feel alone. I know that I'm being guided from above and that I've, he's put people who are like my brother Matthew, like my brother Jaden, who, who are looking out for me and who are trying, yeah, we're all in it together. And I think the fact is, like, you are, it's hard to feel alone when you've like that. I think sometimes in the busyness of the world and, yeah, it's and if you're not in the church community, sometimes it's easy to feel isolated and to feel alone. And you know, we know that over COVID, it was very easy to kind of just yeah fall into the gaps. And but um, it's the fact is like those yeah when we we've Christian community, we 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 see each other with eternal worth and a value and oh, wow. a, a infinite mm. worth. And I and I think the fact is you we don't yeah we it is something that you just yeah you we know that there is everyone is yeah priceless and we can't yeah you just don't want to lose any brother and sister and you yeah that's that's how i see it anyway so so do you feel like um where you are today you you recognize there's brokenness in the world and you know there's no perfect families here and there and and there are divorces and that and despite of all that jesus loves carries you through and also gives you empathy um you know even with your own situation with your family because even i've come from a background where my my mum and dad are split as well um but yeah god has taken care of them uh, today no, I I think it's with the with a yeah, when you come into the Christian faith, you you gain a lot of perspective with with regards to the sin and with what how it affects the world, and you realise that yeah, nothing there is sadly no perfect world at the moment. There's no perfect family. There's no perfect relationship. But you know there is Jesus, and Jesus is able to take the imperfect things and he's able to bring them back together. He's he's able to mend and to heal and. And I think the fact is when we have Jesus in our life, we can be that agency and we can bring healing and hope to those who, who don't have Jesus in their life. And mm, Love that. Yes, I love what you just said there, that we we can bring that hope and healing to people, you know, because, and particularly, particularly when you yourself, each one of us have different stories, but, you know, from our backgrounds, when we can bring that in and people know that we have walked the path that at times is similar to what they're going through and you can resonate with that, um, people are really then more open to Jesus, don't you find? Mm. Well, I, I, that's the thing. I think if you've, when you see people, who, well, I, I connect a lot with people who have who've gone through these things and I personally, I, 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 in my life, I want to be able to, yeah, help people who have gone through depression, who have who are struggling with their their where their their direction is and who they are and where they belong. And I think when you see people like that, and when they start to, when you can talk to them and they are able to connect with you, and you're able to mm. share that 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 yeah, you're able to share how you went through this and how you came through the other side. It's something that yeah, and how you've met how Jesus was able to bring you through that trial. It's a 
it's mm. a beautiful thing and i yeah I, I feel like that's something that we as a, all as all humans and all, all christians we have a testimony we can share with others and i think that's something that we don't put enough emphasis on because if we didn't we don't share it we a lot of the times people will think that they're alone and they won't and mm. yeah so you've As gone from moments. Oh, sorry, Janita. I was going to say you've gone from disappointment now to appointment. So you're saying that God's giving you a place of beginning, a place of meaning, uh, a how to live, and also a destination. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, no, is, it's it is it's very much true. You have a place of yeah. You know where you yeah be, yeah. You know the beginning of where God is working. You know where you belong. You know where He's going, and yeah. Yeah, so just, just in finishing up, I love what you said also that you see, you know, eternal worth and value and pricelessness, you know, and coming with that. Just as we wrap up really quickly here, just really in 30 seconds, just give us something that you want to tell our listeners who have never given Jesus a go. What would you actually say to somebody that is listening today and may not have, um, you know, let Jesus into their hearts? Well, I would say, yeah, just Jesus is the best friend I've ever had. And, and I think if you give him a chance, if you, if you want to, yeah, have someone that knows you fully and loves you fully. That's yeah. This is Jesus is the man for you. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lewis. We really appreciate you sharing. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.